I think I accidentally discovered something this weekend while watching Avengers Endgame. Okay, what's that? That My popcorn was gone. No, uh, I discovered <laughs> something musical. There's a song that's used in, well, I can just tell you what it is. It's not really a spoiler. Uh, the song It's Been a Long, Long Time, which is a song from the 40s. Uh, it's been used in just about every Captain America movie. Sure. Uh, kiss me once and kiss me, kiss me once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and I'm like, that sounds very similar to another song from about the same time, but a little after, like in the 50s. Do you know the uh, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans song, Happy Trails? Yeah, yeah, I do. Happy, Happy trails, trails to you. you. May we meet right. again. A long, long time. Yeah, right. You know yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I just crack something open, or is that just one of those things? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, should we dig up old Roy and <laughs> ask him <laughs> where if that's the Chattanooga, and also if he's a, a, a music thief? Yeah. Yes, maybe we should. This happens like more often than you'd think. I think one of the most famous cases was um, he's so fine, uh, becoming my sweet lord. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that before. Do you remember me talking about that before? I, I feel like I do. You've never yourself experienced that before, where you're listening um, to it on the radio and you're like, duh, 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 duh. Oh, wait, wait a minute. This seems kind of like... This isn't a, a black super group. This is... <laughs> I feel like maybe I have, but I can't like pinpoint it, like like what it was, you know? Um, uh, what's, what's another one that's like... Um, pretty recent like wasn't it um marvin gay's estate like uh got mad at like uh um wasn't it like um i'm gonna let you swing uh it was come on it was like pharrell and rb oh yeah okay you got pharrell already yeah and um i love that you have he's just gone from the public consciousness everybody has forgotten pharrell (laughs) no of course no not. not pharrell um What's his name? Why the other show's kid. so long? I know. Uh, okay, all right. Alan uh, Thicke's kid. Yes. Everybody's forgotten all about yes. him. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so at the very least, there's a similar chord progression. We're going to call this the um, instant copyright strike show. <laughs> I don't really care. I just I just want to get this out there. People got to know about this. <laughs> and something else that always uh, bugged me too is that I don't think they ever got in trouble for this, or I'm like not sure if they ever got sued. But you know, like Radiohead's one radio hit mm. radiohead no radio hits creep yeah. is basically this other song uh from the 60s or like early 70s oh, really? uh a group called the hollies called the air that i breathe huh which i'll play the air that i breathe wow it does sound a lot like right, it right. So, see the chord progression? And then if you play uh, Creep. Yeah, I hear it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really weird. Uh, okay, I never heard that song from the '60s before. But, oh, it's, uh, it's a great song. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dom York has never heard it either. I guess not. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was weird. I don't know. Like, if that, if that's all I got out of Adventures Endgame, then Adventures Endgame was doing something wrong. <laughs> 
But it's not something all tells me you've got more than but that. But it's not all yeah. I got. Yeah. I just remember thinking that and thinking like, oh, is that Roy, Roy Rogers? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Uh, well, I mean, we're not here to talk about music uh, in the Avengers Endgame film or really any films at all. Uh, not today, that is, because we've got a movie to talk about. And yes, it we is do. Avengers Endgame, which is finally here. Before I start talking about it, I should probably say that we are the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hanna. And we're here. Um, you're here. They're here. People from all over are here. Everybody's here. Right. Except Rachel McAdams. <laughs> We're all here. Avenge the uncast. Yeah. And <laughs> and we'll see uh, what's happening with that. Uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk for probably a very brief time with no spoilers, and then it's basically just going to be spoilers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and so if you're here and you haven't seen the movie yet, best bet, probably just wait to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, although we will be talking about the news in a bit, and you can get that. And then we'll, you know, we'll give you our thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll also try to talk a little bit about... Just the legacy of Marvel uh, at the Cineplex. Yes. Uh, before we go into talking about Avengers itself, but we don't want to go on for too long. I mean, clearly this is um, this is a moment. This is momentous. It is. Uh, but we don't want to keep you here all night. So probably just an hour or so. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's shoot. Here's for that. the laugh sound effect goes in. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good, Cal. Um, a little uh, emotional since seeing the film. How about you? Not as much as you, but still emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be hard to... I don't know if it is them really... Uh, they, pu- they pulled it off. They did it. Uh, brah, um, or if it's just the investment. Like if there had been 10 years of um, Pokemon movies. Mm-hmm. And then finally Ash you know, gets his master badge. Right. Is, do you hear the tapping sounds? Yes, I, don't know I do. About Pokemon. Uh, and, and Misty kisses him. And P- Pikachu throws himself in front of a rocket fired by <laughs> Team Rocket. Y- yes, right? you're doing well so far. Uh, oh boy, this is often like the back of cereal boxes. And <laughs> as Pika's dying, Ash is like, no, no, my only friend. Right. It doesn't mean anything without you. Right. And he's like, Pika, P. Oh no, that's terrible. What was he going to say? What was he going to say? <laughs> Pika, what? Pika, what? Uh, and I mean, <laughs> because it's 10 years. Because right. I, you know, I'm invested in these things. Right, exactly. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about That's something we can talk about, I guess, without spoiling it. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about it later. So we'll hit that first. But yeah, that's a good question. Like, what, did they succeed? And what is the nature of their success? Right. Could this be anything? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. If, you know, Aquaman and Flash and everybody can pull it together. Will we, in oh, nine years' time, be being like, <laughs> talk to those fish about talk DC. to them. I know, right? Talk to all of them. <laughs> and they listened. <laughs> I don't know. Um, only time will tell, I guess, yeah. if DC is that yeah. successful. Yeah, only time will tell. <laughs> well, uh, we got news, actually, to discuss about the film. So right. let's just get right into it and do the news. <laughs> Okay, looking at the news, it's almost all Avengers stuff. So just okay. to be fair, I think we should do the non-Avengers stuff first. Sounds fair. So let's talk first about the J.R.R. Tolkien biopic. And yes. do you think that they're going to... I'm cutting into my own story. I've interrupted myself uh, in the first, first 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, do you think that they are going to pronounce it Tolkien? Because everybody pronounces it Tolkien? Or will this be... 2019 is the year everyone learns the correct pronunciation 
of J.R.R. Tolkien's name. I think they're... Uh, Is that why the family disowned it? <laughs> I think they're going to pronounce it correctly. I feel <laughs> just, like I've seen it in like that one what of the it trailers. Was. Yeah. I, well, I, don't the, know. The, I guess I'll just summarize the news story quick. Uh, the author's estate, his family, control the intellectual properties of his works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they clearly signed a deal to let this be made, but right. they have. Uh, the, the trailer's been released recently, starring yes. uh, Nicholas Holt, Lily Collins. They have stepped away and said, you know, we are we disavow this basically, right. like we. I don't think they didn't really like really shit on it, but they basically reminded everybody that this is not like an authorized, this They're is not an authorized biography. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I wonder if they saw that trailer, and I don't actually think I've seen the trailer, so I'm not a very good pop culture detective. But you know, once in a lifetime, a story <laughs> can be told that's about the world, but it's about us. Right. Do 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 do. Tolkien. No. <laughs> No! <laughs> like they really don't stick the landing. Right, right. Um, I think it's. Or is it be... because it sucks? I, yeah, I think it's. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, me too. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a sappy love story. In, yeah. Uh, well, I think we were having a discussion yeah. about. I should share it with the audience too about how there's two ways this can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pitch me Tolkien, Ken, whatever, um, biopic, there's the like BBC. Um, not threadbare, but sort of low-key one mm-hmm. about a man with an amazing life, very interesting life. Like he's born in South Africa. His father dies at a young age. He right. comes back here. He's he goes to war, you know, in the worst war ever at mm-hmm. that time. And then he gets into Cambridge or whatever, and he's right. meeting these other brilliant people like C.S. Lewis, and they're all encouraging each other. And probably, probably just because they're in a white. <laughs> uh, ethnic bubble doesn't mean uh-huh. they can't cause trouble right uh, and then they like you know there's some kind of thing it's like how do I figure out what the thing is and right. then C.S. Lewis is like you just do it with your heart or whatever and uh-huh. then, yeah, I mean a little little schmaltzy right um, little schmaltzy is okay the, big, the biggest problem is there's not enough paper to print your huge novel <laughs> but he sticks it out and he makes it in congratulations and then there's right. a long Animal House thing at the end where it's like his work went on to become it outsold the Bible. That stupid book about oh my gosh gets really sacrilegious at the end. It's weird. <laughs> or there's the one where it's like I'm gonna make it, and he meets a girl, and the, she's so beautiful. It's yeah, like, oh boy, and you know, but he sees her. She looks like an elf, even when he's right. a kid. He's probably playing in the yard, and he sees like some eyes in a bush. It's like <laughs> right, John Ronald Rule, come in here, and he's like, okay, mother, wink, right. <laughs> And he goes to war, and that, that guy with the flamethrower, it's like a dragon. You see a dragon. Right. CGI knights are coming in, uh-huh. but then they resolve into, like, the cavalry come to, like, save him. and Yeah. It's probably going to be more like it's that. It's that. Don't you think? And then, Tolkien. Oh, no. I really hit the end. <laughs> Tolkien. Um, I think I think it sucks. I think it's unfortunate. <laughs> it probably sucks. I think it probably is going to suck, too, which is... Too bad. Well, um, I mean, I'm going to see it. <laughs> I mean, I have to see it. Right. So I guess we'll have a review of it uh, sometime. In the future, uh, I want to talk about the Academy. You know what's going on with the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences, right? Uh, I don't know that I've heard. There is this thing going on where some people think that streaming films oh, aren't yes. real films. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yes. Here's your Best Picture Award, Roma, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this makes somebody like Steven Spielberg really mad. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I don't think they're films. Oh, by the way, I've got a partnership with Apple now. We're doing streaming movies and shows. Right? So which is it? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> we, we know where your mountain of mashed potatoes is buttered. Right. And so the Academy has ruled recently that streaming films are still in. Yes. They put it up to a vote, and the vote is more money, please. Uh, and so, uh-huh. yeah, clearly, obviously, we're going to have them in. Yeah. What about TikToks, though? TikToks? What about what Vines? Oh, oh. I don't, I don't think those count. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, not yet. No. Uh, let's talk about, well, what do you think about that, I guess, before we move on? Um, do you agree with that decision? I, you know, I, I think it's complicated, but I think that, you know, we need to include like films that are in streaming services because, um, they're, uh, getting in front of more eyes. And, uh, I think that's just kind of where the business is headed. Uh, I don't think that obviously we're not going to get, a, uh, we're not getting rid of traditionally made films. Um, and you know, seeing them in the cineplex for my cineplex, right? Um, but I don't think that that streaming films should be excluded just because they're streaming. I I think that's I don't know. Maybe they should have like a different category for them or something like that. I I don't know. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure how it should be, but I don't think they should be excluded. What do you think? I think if there's too many categories, then you get the is it the Golden Globes problem? Uh, yeah. Where it's like, best actor in a seven-episode comedy I know. featuring CGI characters uh-huh. and uh, full frontal nudity. Right. And it's just like, okay. Right. And then somehow you pack that with, there's like five selections for that category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I want to pass on that. Okay. Yeah, I think this is for the best. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Right. It'd be like if, and maybe this happened, if the Academy decided that sound films weren't going to work out right. in uh, 1927 or whatever. Uh-huh. And I know the Academy wasn't around then, but, or like color films shall not be considered. Right. Right. What I mean, are, this is just about? another change this is an evolution in the industry. Of the industry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, With you on that one. Speaking of weird things in the industry, mm-hmm. do you know the movie Alien 3? Uh, yes, I believe so. I'm oh, sorry, Alien Cubed. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you know how contentious the making of that film was and how messed up it got. I don't know if I do, but I completely believe you. I watched it for this show. Yes. And I talked about it then. Okay. So I guess I wasn't very engrossing because I no, don't remember it at all. That's but not true. There are, David Fincher made it, but really only his name is on it. Uh, a lot of his decisions were countermanded and reversed. There are literally two versions of the film, and I don't just mean like the way that a director's cut has a couple more scenes in it. Right. There are scenes that are literally different. So like, now I'm going to get it backwards, but in the theatrical cut, I believe a dog is the host of the original Alien, but in the unrated director's cut, it was like a cow or something like that. Oh, I think I remember that now. Because they totally shot different scenes, yeah. And then for the show, we did watch the... um, the uh, director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and like Paul McGann, you know, is in it. Charles Dance is in it. And all their characters have much bigger parts in the extended thing. In the theatrical, they just chop, 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 chopped it down. Sure. Just to get um, Bripley or, or whatever her name is uh, at the center of it. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the big news about that, or what I'm trying to get across here, is mm-hmm. before it was even made, it was originally working off a script by William Gibson. Really? Famed author... Uh, cyberpunk yeah. creator, novelist, yes. And uh, sometimes screenwriter, although this is one of the reasons that you don't really see his name on a lot of movies. So the, did they really like take him off? Like, is he, did it, 
become something it became something different like was it his script present really at all well when alien cubed is covered on crafty services mm -hmm. uh, i'll know the answer sure um, but for me this is 20 years ago so i, I don't know. remember uh what i read in the trades back in 1995 or, or whatever sure um but uh yeah it was some kind of thing where you know new blood came in uh new director new producer and they just kind of canned the old script okay well, i've read the sucks. script though you have I actually read it in 1995. Okay. Um, oh, I see. Like this is my printing. dot matrix printer. Yeah. Okay. I printed it up off the internet, oh my gosh. the nascent baby internet. Uh huh. And I remember I yeah I read it at school at, instead of you know probably my schoolwork. <laughs> uh, and it's got it's it's not bad. It's okay. not bad. Okay. Uh, it. Sort of like, I think it, maybe it was an AIDS metaphor or something, but mm. his one thing that he does in it that I don't like is, um, and it's, I should just say, it's more of the same. Sure. Um, it's not the thing in Alien 3, so Ripley's still alive, Bishop, Newt, Hicks, they're all there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, But the corporation wants the alien. It's all kind of familiar beats. Yeah. You know, if you give one thing to Alien Cubed, it's that it went somewhere. Uh -huh. It went to a wooden planet with... Uh, double Y chromosome monks or right, whatever right. it was. Uh, and there's some good scenes in it. But the one th thing I didn't like is that they made the alien like airborne. Now it's like a disease that you can catch. So it's sort of... Oh, that's weird. And then you turn into an alien. Um, yeah, it was kind really... of like a zombie movie mixed with this military fiction type stuff. Yeah, I don't really like that. I mean, like, have an alien be born in your chest, that's fine. But like, <laughs> airborne so seems... weird line to draw, but okay. <laughs> Airborne seems too much. It seems like too catchy that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news about that is you can hear that script now, too. Audible is turning that Alien 3 script by William Gibson into an audio drama. Oh, really? That's kind of interesting. I wonder why Why did they de decide to do that? They just found it entertaining and they wanted to to bring that to audiences. You're on it, baby. All right. Somebody's listening to you right now. Uh, it hasn't stopped yet. It's still going, this, okay. this world of audio, uh, both news and drama and podcasting. It's still going. Uh-huh. And plenty of outlets have had a lot of success with uh, radio play type situations. Sure. Okay. And so I think they are doing it for that reason. All right. Very cool. You get a couple... Celebrity voices to be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Only one celebrity voice will be on this. Michael Bean will oh, okay. be playing. Yeah. All right. Couldn't get Sigourney. Couldn't couldn't get her. No. That's okay. They called it Michael. He's like, hello? <laughs> Mike. It's a good time. I like the sniff you did yeah, there. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be coming out uh, May 30th. Mm. So keep All an right. eye out. Or an ear. Yes. Or a secondary mouth yes. for that. Uh, I have I heard some other alien news this weekend that do tell that Sigourney Weaver you know the alien play yeah. that the high schoolers were doing well they they were doing a run of it again and I guess Sigourney Weaver surprised the kids and showed up at the performance yeah so yeah. that's kind of fun it's cool yeah <sighs> who let them do that <laughs> I don't I know I feel like I but... totally would if somebody would have just said yes I totally would have done that. In high school. I, I know. Why did they get to do it? I'm so mad. I don't know. They just went ahead and did it. And is then, it an like, arts the, high school? I'm so jealous. I don't know I'm that green as an alien. But, but like, yeah, the um, every the powers that be were like totally cool with it. And the like Wayland-Yutani Corporation? The, yeah, I know. 
So, anyways. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's cool. Great for them. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about a non-MCU Marvel movie, at least for the time being. Okay. The movie Dark Phoenix is coming out real soon now, yep. I believe in June. And we will have a review of that. Of course, when it comes out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I can't wait, really. <laughs> Hotly anticipating this movie. All Here's right. a reason why. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've heard about the problems that New Mutants has been having. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it is still tentatively slated to come out in August of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Dark Phoenix had some trouble as well. Okay. And I guess EW, that doesn't surprise me that EW much. did a, uh, a business on it recently, uh, or business, a uh, article type thing on it recently, mm-hmm. and they revealed that uh, production did wrap in October of last year, but they did some reshoots uh, early this year Kay. to change the third act of the film, which they moved from outer space to a train. Well, I've seen bits of that train scene in the trailer that they have put out, but okay, why move it from outer space to a train? Who is doing this? I I don't know. Who is doing this? I I have no idea. Because the whole thing is okay. So you're not gonna. There's no blue area of the moon. Who do you even own the Watcher? Like how does it? Like you're I, not gonna. I don't know. You're not gonna do that part of the. And it wouldn't even the make story. sense to do mm-hmm. unnecessarily unless Jessica Chastain's the Watcher. Maybe we still don't know. No, we don't. Um, but yeah, it, at least having your uh, beloved character uh, become like this omnipotent, dangerous force. Yeah. You know, give props to Last Stand, I guess. Like, it's this huge throwdown, like, in the middle of this, you know, on Alcatraz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, always has to take place in San Francisco. Right. <laughs> it's got to be in a forest. Yep. And then it has to be, like, on a train or, like, on a truck. You know, there's always, like, some kind of... Uh, they, they did this in the Wolverine, you know. They did this in uh, in Last Stand. They're rescuing uh, the captured mutants from the, the yes. train or the truck or whatever. Yeah. Is this Simon Kinberg again? Is this he? Is he the one who does this? I don't know. He puts he puts a scene in a forest in every movie. Yeah, right. And it's just, what is the the same beats over and over again? That's a really good question. And just like hearing that it's going from outer space to a train, like that just <laughs> sounds like wow, what a downgrade. Yeah, it does sound like a downgrade for sure. Um, I and I I wonder, I wonder too. Um, you know. The the future X Men movies, which I'm sure we will have, you know, move from Fox to more MCU. Um, I wonder how they'll differ, and I wonder like what new life they will breathe into them, you know. And hopefully, we don't get the same beats like you were talking about. Well, there's no way that we can because, if anything, the 11 years of the Marvel Universe uh, at Disney has proved that they're willing to just dig in and dive in and take whatever they can and make right. whatever they can out of these characters, even to the point where they kind of change things, you know, like Tony invents uh, Vision and it's like, okay, right. that was like Hank Pym's entire claim to fame other was... than getting really big is that he made Ultron. Right. And then the Vision, the Vision um, was made by Ultron, but so grandfather. Right. Um, and then we go. Yeah, but we're not going to cast Hank Pym. This is like Robert Johnny Jr.'s thing, so. Right. Uh, but even that helps because it just helps this ongoing arc of Tony Stark's that comes to a conclusion in Endgame, and we got to stop talking about that until we get to the spoiler section. Right, but, right. Yeah, so anyway, just just seems like a, just squeak it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And then I, I still can't believe that New Mutants is, that they're t- pretending like it's going to have a theatrical release. I I know. Uh, I hope it does, uh, but it's not looking good. So, yeah. Um, 
Huh? Uh, Maisie Williams gets paid either way, right? I, I hope so. All those kids, they, they got paid. I, I, I certainly hope so. And uh, I... They won't get paid in sequels. Right. <laughs> or any future uh, uh, licensing or merchandising. No, but, uh, no. Yeah, not good. No, it's not good. Okay, let's talk about the news about Avengers Endgame. Let's. That game ends, the news begins. Okay. Uh, it is... Just ripping up the all the records mm -hmm. at the box office. Um, it's very silly, actually. If you go to Box Office Mojo that tracks all this stuff, mm -hmm. um, and you, they have a they always rank things. It's really weird things. Like they literally like this is where it stands amongst time travel movies. Okay, this is where it stands amongst movies with. CGI cartoon characters and full frontal nudity, like right, uh, the right. whole thing. And if you just go down the list, it's like one, 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 one. Everything's one. That's so crazy. So at this point in time, it has made $350 million domestically. That's and, insane. Uh, $859 uh, million um, internationally okay. for a total of $1.2 billion. That's so crazy. Yes. Um, I mean, I think we kind of predicted that it was going to be doing gangbusters it, I, but I said time travel it is the most profitable time travel movie of all time I, so I suck it, it back to the future too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as, as far as the other movies go uh, it's the ninth highest so far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe okay um, I'm sure that will change over time I'm sure um, it will it's the biggest worldwide opening ever uh -huh. it's the biggest foreign opening ever wow. it's the biggest single day gross yeah. Um, it's the biggest opening day gross. Uh -huh. uh, it's the biggest uh, Thursday night take in. Um, everything. Yeah. It's the biggest opening day weekend ever. It's the top three day gross. It's the biggest uh, PG 13 opening weekend film. It's the 32nd so far PG 13, 13 movie because PG 13 movies, as we talk about on the show, are the real earners. So oh, it's got to move through oh, the field as I far see. as those go. But yeah. yeah, it's the fastest movie ever to make $350 million. I mean, I wish I could say this was a surprise to me, but it's not. It's not a surprise at no. all. Like, we knew it was going to break all sorts of records. Um, yeah. It's just kind of amazing to see that. Um, and I heard that, you know, was it just like AMC theaters were like going to be open like ridiculously late just to like have more showings and that sort of thing yeah. over the weekend? Um, so obviously people want to see this. And yeah, I should also say that it is also set a record for appearing on the most screens. Uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's something like forty six hundred screens. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's playing on the bottom of your shoe. I I know, right? Like right now, I know. Uh, it's got a ways to go before it can top the top domestic grosses. Okay. Uh, the most, uh, the movie that made the most money domestically is uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens, okay. which made nine hundred thirty six million dollars. Domestically, right. Uh, below that is Avatar at seven hundred and sixty, okay. which is something that has stood for a while. It stood for right. ten years now. Yeah. Although, of course, Black Panther and Avengers: Infinity War are both around seven hundred million, and mm -hmm. those came out last year. Right. Captain Marvel um, is probably still going to make some money, but it's sort of a uh, kind of topped out at about four fifteen million. Okay. At the twenty fifth spot on that uh, top domestic earners. Okay. Well, so still nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, Avengers Endgame is number fifty currently at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. Just well. behind American Sniper. <laughs> 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 but remember, American Sniper came out in twenty fourteen. This movie's been out for three days. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's definitely going to go up the ranks, and it's uh, going to so be. So we'll up have there. to see what the second weekend drop off is like. Right. If people can make time to watch a three hour movie. 
if people right. want to be emotionally devastated again. Well, that's just it too. Like me, it does this movie have rewatchability? I mean, uh, I guess short answer yes, but long answer like, do people like you said want to commit to spending another three hours in the movie theater? Yeah. Another funny thing is that by hitting one billion or one point two billion or whatever, it's basically a broke even like opening weekend. That's insane. Well, what's insane is is that this movie cost a billion dollars to make. Well, true. Now I believe it. I do too. It's you know in the hundreds of millions budget wise, um, not to mention cast salaries and all that good I stuff. I was just gonna say, and then yeah. you spend another five hundred million dollars on PNA, and yeah, you're at a billion bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's easy to see the steps on how they got there. So, so. but but yeah, but that's it's all gravy from here on out. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, somebody has seen how much money these movies make, and she wants in. Karen Gillan has said that she wants to direct an MCU film. Really? She was on the Big Ticket podcast, which I shall not point you to. Okay. And she basically says that she's been pestering Kevin Feige. Uh, she's like, you know, hey, I think I can do this. Okay. Hey, Kev. Has she directed anything before? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. That's kind of interesting. I don't... Um, I mean... She's definitely been around uh, a couple of films while they're, you know, but I, I don't know. Maybe she'd do a good job. I have no idea. It's kind of interesting that she really wants to do this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. She didn't direct Not Another Happy Ending, did she? She took her so. name off. I don't think so. Do women use the Alan Smithy? Oh, they kind of retired Alan Smithy, didn't they? What are you talking about? The uh, pseudonym that directors use to indicate that they are not happy with this film. Oh, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, you did. Okay, well, I don't remember. All right. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I would like to see that. She said that she would like to direct something that is not an Avengers, but something that is more character-based. Okay. Um, you know, a Black like Widow, for example. Sure, like a uh, smaller film? That one's already booked film? up, Karen. Sorry, right, but right. maybe you can do the sequel. Right. Like a smaller, quote-unquote, film? <laughs> yeah. Only $120 million <laughs> right. on this one? Yeah, right. something like that. And then speaking of uh, another one of the uh, female actors and characters in the Disney universe, sorry, the Marvel universe, same yeah. thing, uh, Elizabeth Olsen was giving some people uh, at the Avengers red carpet some details on the WandaVision show. Oh, really? What did she say? She said, well, she didn't say much, but she said that it's going to be set in the 1950s. I don't understand how that can happen unless we do time travel. (laughs) Exactly. So are we doing time travel? (laughs) Like, seriously. And also, like, neither of them were around in the 50s. So, yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Well, it's significant that the recent miniseries by Tom King... Mm-hmm. Um, award-winning comic writer Tom King he used to be in the CIA. Did you know? Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Uh, well, he he may or may not have been in the CIA. The problem with trying to vet a claim like that is that everything's classified. So, oh, and that's I, look true. it up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, that took place in the 1950s, I believe. It was oh, about okay. Vision creating a sort of family of his own, of like robots and living this idyllic existence but in a sort of lynchian way there's weird things going on oh, of course but wanda wasn't really in that though so i don't know how they're gonna huh. do it but like i said at the beginning of the segment they are willing to mix and match pick and mix this thing yeah, and yeah. take all the good parts and leave out things like hank pym smacking <laughs> janet around yeah <laughs> yeah the first thing that like <laughs> michelle fiery didn't come back she'd be like you stay away from me <laughs> i know right <laughs> i'm gonna call the cops 
<laughs> Wait, how did she get trapped in the quantum realm? Oh my goodness! Stop getting, rid of, getting rid of evidence. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, we have more, uh, one more Endgame story, uh, and this is a kind of uh, funny, but don't don't do this. Don't do this. Okay. Story, but still funny. Uh, apparently, a Taiwanese man was beaten severely uh, outside of a. Or no, I'm sorry, he was from Hong Kong. A Hong Kong man was beaten severely outside of a cinema for spoiling the film for moviegoers lined up ready to go in. I think I saw this somewhere. I mean. Obviously, don't spoil things for other people, but also maybe to other Marvel fans, don't physically harm somebody because I did it. Yeah. You know, I understand you're upset. Let's allow the implied threat of physical violence to hang in the air. Yeah. <laughs> don't actually pull the trigger. Right. That. Exactly. That's not cool. And I don't think that Cap or Tony would be like, hey, good job, Avengers. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you are not a part of the Avengers team. You do not get to be an honorary member for beating somebody up for spoiling the movie. <laughs> do you think for that's you? what it is? No, I don't. But I saw a picture of the guy, uh, EMTs were working on him. I didn't see if he had oh like gosh. giant Hulk hand foam impressions like in him, like well, if he right. was beaten up with Hulk hands or a plastic hammer. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't earn check on that or raked with non sharp panther claws. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that, all, that, that would was be funnier terrifying. Than, than you left no it was funny uh you didn't get spoiled did you i did not but you did a little no bit, you know what it turns you? out that i didn't oh you didn't no um i was amazed that i wasn't spoiled at all me too and i've been going now that i've seen the film i've been going back through i haven't watched like the trailers or anything but like i've been you know being not careful yeah and finding still that i'm not getting spoiled like i okay. i feel bad for these people who are waiting in line um right. there's nothing you can do against such hatred but it was uh, i was surprised that there wasn't just errant things floating around out there yeah I, do you think I that's was, a people glad. just wanting to preserve it because they enjoy it even though i'm sure some marvel fans are assholes or right. do you think it's the success of something like the hashtag don't spoil the end game campaign or what um i mean i i think the the don't spoil the end game campaign thing i think that's that's a good thing is that the same thing as the letter the russo brothers wrote or is that different like, that is the last line of the letter they wrote uh, okay Hashtag all right don't spoil the um so i mean i think stuff like that is important because i think this day and age with social media we need to remind people to be considerate yeah um but um, yeah, I just really hope that most Avengers fans are not jerks and are not like, oh, you know what happened? And like, <laughs> and and I saw something on the internet somewhere that like, you they know, <laughs> like trolling people with saying things that didn't happen and then saying things that did happen is still like, oh, bad. I like the saying things that didn't. I've been doing that myself. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> but you think people like pepper real sport? Uh, no uh, name intended. Uh, spe uh, put real spoilers in with the fake ones. That's what the, some site was like insinuating, and like, because saying, like if you've like, got you like you don't do that. Yeah, like six cans of Coke, and it's like one of these cans of Coke has cyanide in it. Right. From a probability stance, you could just grab a Coke, but yeah. you don't want to grab a Coke. No, though. you don't. Exactly. So that's weird. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, having people who uh, have kind hearts. Uh -huh. uh, having a campaign like hashtag don't spoil the end, end game yeah. and chaining Tom Holland to a radiator. <laughs> These are the steps to not spoiling the film. No word on whether that man was Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in Hong Kong? <laughs>
I'd love to. I'd love to play a clip right here where they go. Did you know that the Avengers theme was stolen by Alan Silvestri oh, no. from the the theme from the Searchers or something like that? <laughs> it does have a kind of like Western thing, can't you? I feel like it was designed by oh, Silvestri like to be like this is when the cowboys the, 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 come co- in. The, the horses come over the hill, you know, in the sunset, and we're riding in. Yeah, to it does kind of have that. Feel shoot to up it. the the Mexicans or the. Indians. We're, we're just, it's all minorities. I know. It's just all minorities. I know. Anyway, that's what it sounds like. It does. And you don't hear it. I mean, you hear it at the right time in this movie. Mm-hmm. But this is a long, long movie with a lot of music in it. Yeah. And I felt I found myself really liking a lot of the compositions. Get away from the one. Da, 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 we get it. Right. Like Star Wars. The first Star Wars has like four themes. Mm-hmm. It's got Luke's theme, it's got Leia's theme, it's got the fanfare, it's got Vader, it's got all right, that stuff. Right, right. Um, uh, and, and I do enjoy the Avengers theme, but I think you do, like you said, I think you have to use it sparingly. You have to use it at the right moments. So. Yeah, welcome back to MC Music. It's our <laughs> theme. No, it's not. Uh, we're talking about Avengers Endgame, finally. Yes. Who thought that we'd ever get here? I know. Uh, we've given you all the particulars, basically, so I guess it's just down to you explaining what happens in the movie. Uh, all right. Um, so... Uh, we are left with the Avengers that are still around at the end of Infinity War. I guess spoilers for like every other movie in the Marvel right, universe. Right, right. <laughs> Up to this point. Which are kind of like the um, first Avengers, really, that we see. Like, we, we have Cap, Iron Man, the Hulk, um, Thor, Black Widow. Uh, and then we have a couple others, like Nebula's around, Rocket's around. Um, Captain Marvel shows up. Um and we have War Machine. Yeah. Um, so those are the the main players, I guess. Um, and uh, they. I'm gonna see if you can do what basically three trailers and 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 multiple TV spots couldn't do, which was describe what happens in this movie without spoiling anything. Ugh. I don't think you can make it out of the I first ten minutes. I don't of the think film. I can. No, <laughs> you could try. Um, uh, Joe Russo plays a gay guy. Right. There you go. There you go. Right. Um, so <laughs> if you think that that was an insane thing for me to just ejaculate, like watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. But right. We'll talk about that later. In so so the players that are still in play, um, they get back together. Yeah. And um, they decide that they're going to go after Thanos. Nebula says she's pretty sure she knows where he is because whenever he talked about his plan. He said, where do we go? And off we go. Yep. I don't really much. know where you're going. Well. Pretty much stopping right there. Yeah. Right? If, if we're in a while. Who knows spoilers. if they find him? They don't. They stop off at a VFW <laughs> on a Friday night for a nice fish fry. Right. Have yeah. a few too many old Milwaukee's profess their undying love for each other. Play, go their separate do ways. Do karaoke. Yeah. And they never get back together. Right. <laughs> you always think you're going to. They play uh, Don't You Forget About Me plays. Right. And that's it. Yep. It's a weird, a weird ending. It is weird. After 22 films. But <laughs> yeah, um, the, the next place we go, I guess, is uh, Did You Like It? <laughs> I don't know where else to go. Um, yeah, uh, I I did like it. Um, I think I told you like when it was over, 
I was just emotionally wrecked. Um, you were on E. Yeah. It just, I mean, you weren't on E. I mean, you were on empty. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, careful. <laughs> I mean, there were some really great comedic moments in it. Um, there were some fun moments in it, but there were some really sad and like depressing and very much this is the end kind of moments in it as well. Um, I didn't feel that as much as you did. Okay. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the movie itself is not only it a conclusion to the first half of Infinity War, mm -hmm. but is itself a celebration of yes. the existence of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Bring, sort of brings it all together, homages many of the films in the previous series, mm -hmm. and it's just like a whole... It's all it's all fan service. Yeah, it's a culmination of yeah. everything. Usually you say fan service is bad. I'm not saying there aren't some excessive fan service things in this film, but the sure. entire thing is like, you made it. Thanks for going with us. It's Pizza Party. It's a Pizza Party movie. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sure that's going to be the title of the episode, but maybe. <laughs> uh, and so for that reason, you get all the good things and the bad things that may be that come with that. Yeah. Uh, I think there was more good than bad, but there was yeah. some bad still. Mm -mm. And I, the the sort of calculation of it, I don't know if it was that or if it was just me knowing that because this is a business and a franchise, none of the, the things that you call final, I don't believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing is final. I, I guess. So there are some good emotional payoffs, but a lot of it is like, yeah, but I mean, we're going to. Spider-Man, Far From Home, coming right up. I know. You know so yeah. we just got to keep going. Yeah. Well, that's very true. Well, I just brought everybody down. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you can think of? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Is there anything you can think of that you can talk about before we talk about spoilers? Uh, give me, give me your 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 favorites, your pros and your cons that are non-spoiler related. So I guess more Boy. general than specific things. Here's mine. Here's a con. I don't, I don't mean to be I negative can. and start off negative, but. I wish they'd held Captain Marvel's um, appearance until after Endgame. Oh, really? I mean, clearly, people have a thirst, you know, for the character. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people are responding to it. It's going well. Right. But having her come in so soon before Endgame and then being a part of Endgame but not being a real big part of Endgame right. um, made me feel like, well, then why did they even why did they bother? Know, bring her in? Yeah. You know? It's not fair to the character. Yeah, I, you know, I can see what you're saying. Um, well, I want to see what you're saying. Gosh, I really, it's hard for me to think of something that's not a spoiler um, that I can actually talk about. Um, I guess this isn't a spoiler. I, I really enjoyed... Um, the continued growth of the Rocket and Thor relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that was uh, very entertaining. Yeah, I don't know how Rocket got the job of being Thor Wrangler. I know, but he is. But yeah, he is. Um, and that is, maybe that's a part of them continuing, because this is just the second half of yeah. Infinity War. They're like one one story, kind of, mm -hmm. in a way. We'll talk about that later. Um and they had a great connection in the, the first did. movie. And so, yeah, they, they don't cheat us. They keep that going. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my turn. A good thing. Um, I would say that just about everything uh, pays off. Yeah. 
think we were having a conversation before about how even in the middle of, you know, the beginning of phase two, even around Ultron, um, and I know that you can never know exactly where you're quote unquote going. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like Joss Whedon saw exactly how this would play out uh, eight years ago. He didn't even make this (laughs) movie. He wasn't involved at all. But you still have a kind of an idea of where it's going to go. And so you can start setting things up that maybe you can pay off eventually. And most things paid off Mm -hmm. in a satisfying way. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would agree with that. That's all I can say. Okay, so my turn, something bad. Here's a con. (sighs) Some guy in Hong Kong spoiled. No, Yeah, I know, right? Um, Um... This isn't necessarily bad, but like I, you know, the trailer revealed that like Tony gets back somehow. Like maybe they could have kept that going until we actually saw the film, so we wouldn't have known if he was going to make it or not a little bit more. But where in the trailer? Um, they show the final theatrical the trailer does. Yeah. Right, but it. <laughs> yeah. So spoilers for you if you haven't seen the the final, final trailer. theatrical trailer. But I guess right. technically we're okay. Right. That's what I was going for. Yeah, but I didn't know. You didn't know? I didn't watch the last trailer. Oh, you didn't? So until I saw the film, I mean, clearly I assumed. Right. He but, wasn't going to be stuck all right, So in anyway, space. we know where our hard line is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, if I ever did become a mad bomber, spoiler bomber. Yeah. A uh, mad movie bomber, I would definitely, uh, as people th- threw things and shouted their invectives at me, I'd be like, I could do this all day. <laughs> That's definitely what I'd say. Uh, I'm I'm good at this point. I guess I would say, uh, would you recommend it? Uh, yes, I I definitely would recommend it. Here's I guess a caveat though. Whoa. Um, see all the other films before you see this. <laughs> that's that's my thing too. Uh, you know, I I can't necessarily recommend it because you're gonna see this anyway. You're not gonna mm-hmm. start here. No, hopefully not. <laughs> no, and so. Yeah, you're clearly getting what what you want out of it, right? Yeah. You've seen all the other movies. Yeah. Although, if it mathematically that isn't necessarily true, if it made more money than other than previous movies, then there must be some people who haven't who seen haven't any others, seen... or at least didn't see them in the theater, or haven't who seen are some seeing of this. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But those people are crazy people. I know. I I think the you wouldn't skip the last chapter of a book, right? You wouldn't and... download a house. It... <laughs> And and I think um, although you can download this movie, you know, yeah, I know it's on like, the internet. Like I I think that because there are so many references to the other films, I think you would get the most out of it if you've seen all the other films previously. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It might spoil something for you if you haven't. But why? Here's here's a non-spoiler thing. Mm-hmm. How come there are no? So we sat down to watch this movie. Yeah, there was a Air Force recruitment ad. That used yes. Captain Marvel specifically as a re- point of reference, mm-hmm. which I found disgusting. Mm-hmm. How come I've never noticed? I don't even know if they exist. I haven't seen them. How come I've never seen Captain America Army recruitment ads? I don't know. I don't know. You want to be a hero and be a shield for your country. Right. GoArmy.com. Right. right. Like Marvel specifically took... Uh, so there's this thing where... You know, the military will work with you 
um, share resources and advise you if you let them read your script, basically. Mm-hmm. And they get approval so they can go, mm, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. And they've done that in all the Iron Man movies. They did that in Captain Marvel. I think they did it on maybe some of the Avengers movies. I know pointedly they did not do it for Avengers 2012 oh, because okay. the army read or the armed forces read the script and said, I don't really like that like S.H.I.E.L.D. is the bad guy and they're going to nuke New York. Uh-huh. And Marvel's like, well, that's the story we're going to tell. So right. work with you next time, I guess. I guess, yeah. But with all that, they've shown that they have the uh, they are conducive to working with the armed forces. Mm-hmm. So why not use literally the world's perfect soldier as a way to get kids to be in the army? It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But... I'm amazed that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am too. I mean, would they? I guess the shield problem is a thing in Winter Soldier, so maybe they would not sign off on that. But certainly the Joe Johnston one. Right, right. I He's a Star Spangled Man. I, I with know. A plan. I know. You got nothing to add. I, so. I'm glad they didn't do it. You just want to talk about the movie. I, so. I okay, yeah. I, see the movie, like everybody. That. Yeah. And uh, join join the army. Go to your local recruiters. Oh, stop it. Uh, we're going to talk about spoilers right now. In fact, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, um, <laughs> there's something that you're just waiting to say. Uh, uh, well, um, uh, Cap p- picks up Mjolnir. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what at your restaurant uh-huh. that you own and operate? Uh huh. What kind of desserts do you have? What kind of desserts do you like? Um, do you just throw a creme know. brulee at somebody's face as they walk in the door? No. Welcome. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then save the good stuff for last. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, that is something that absolutely happens uh, in the film. Um, I was thinking about how, like, time heist. You can talk about time heist. You can't. You can't? That's a spoiler. Yeah, I know. I mean, we can talk about it now. Right. But I was just like... You wanted to say I something I felt like about Darla it. and Shazam. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now we did it. We didn't reveal anything, and so we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They brought everybody back. They did. Except Rachel McAdams. I know. Which or you the Warriors pointed 3. Out. <laughs> or Sif. Yeah. <laughs> or Terrence you... Howard. Right. <laughs> what if somebody gets the glove, snap, and then Don Cheadle turns into Terrence Howard? That would like, not be cool. No! <laughs> the infinity hat. Oh, my God. It's just got the gems around the band. <laughs> There's a weird thing in these films where normally you would cut everyone, right? Every time James Bond comes out, we want a new chick for him to sleep with. Right. Uh, Rambo is going to be in a new country, you know, so we're not going mean, to... You bring the colonel back, but you don't have him... Hey, there's that Russian guy that he shot right. at in Rambo 3. Right. Uh, we've got the exact reverse where Benedict Wong, great actor, mm-hmm. uh, really like him, but he's uh, he plays this small part... Yes. In Doctor Strange. And he gets a poster. I know. <laughs> He's like on his own poster. I know. For this thing. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Any other studio would be like, can we cut the, the Wong character? I know, right? Just to save a little money. Right. Yeah. They, they did not want to save money well, on casting. In this. They, they brought everybody Can you back. just mention that the, the Vikings are doing okay? They're somewhere else. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to build a set. Yeah. We're going to do a whole thing. Yes. And then at the end, we're going to have a bunch of like Vikings running around. Like right. everybody, like they literally brought everybody back. They did. They brought Sitwell back, which I was like. Yes. Robert Redford is I in know. This. I know. How'd they get his crusty ass out of bed to come down and no do this thing? Idea. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Did they bring Natalie Portman back or is that just unused footage? I have no idea. Or her like... face. There's one shot in the movie that I could 
identify as probably being not from the dark world. Mm-hmm. There's a shot that like, you know, when she's getting up and it pans behind her and, you know, rockets behind her with the cattle prod or whatever. Right. There, there's, they, I can't think of any reason they would have shot something like that for Dark World. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it was just like a camera test or something. Right. So would Natalie Portman come in to film one shot? I would be amazed if she did. She was at the but... premiere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although they've used her likeness over and over again, whether or not she really wants to be in these movies. Yeah, they've used her picture for things, for sure. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if she would or not. I mean, and then you also mentioned uh, somebody else who um, is in it but doesn't say anything, Angela Bassett. Yeah, you <laughs> Angela know? Bassett is literally in, like, two scenes. Yeah, but you're right. She has, like, no lines. No. Which is Renee weird. Russo is in it. Yes. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the film. Yes. Uh, because it goes to one of the themes of the film, which we'll talk about in a second. But she has like more lines in this film. She literally has more lines in this film than in the past two films. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not more than Thomas Crown Affair, though. I'd have to count them. I'm not sure. <laughs> not exactly sure. But yeah, uh, everybody's back except for the people that we. Right. Mentioned. Do you think Rachel McAdams will be in a Doctor Strange too? I don't know. Like now that you mention it, like. I have no idea, you know? Do you get the idea that they're, you know, an item, a thing now? Because they were before. She supports him. Yeah. But I don't think there's any, like, I don't think, explicit promise that they're going to start dating again. I don't think I got that from the yeah. end of that film. No, no. he was too busy rewinding Being time. Di- you know, every, we needed yeah. him in Hong Kong. I know, right? <laughs> hey, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk and Prince unappear from his skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Uh, question, Doctor Strange. Uh, how does the time travel work? You've got time travel, time travel, and you've got the time stone, time travel. I know. This it's time little, heist. It's a little confusing. What do you think about the time heist? Well, I thought it was. Do you think they came up with the words fun. "time heist" first and then wrote it all late later? Probably. <laughs> um, I mean, time heist just sounds fun and awesome. Uh, and I mean, it's pretty cool. They get to go through the the, the microverse and then go back in time and stuff like that. Um, this is clear. I mean, if you've got something horrible that happens, like the snap, mm-hmm. and that's all part of the first movie, which yes. is in a lot of ways Thanos's movie. Yes. Uh, we spend a lot of time hanging out in Greenwich Village if it's really Thanos's movie, but yeah. I see what you they mean when they say that. Mm-hmm. Then clearly you've got to. Um, you know, reverse that, mm-hmm. but they don't reverse it in time. Although you could easily, with a time traveling wizard and all kinds of things, you could you know literally turn back time. Mm-hmm. But they pointedly don't uh, for two big reasons. Yes, one, the whole point of this movie is to go back and look at the other movies in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. That's the celebration part, right? Yes. So I think it was kind of written quote unquote backwards in that way. Mm-hmm. And then also you've got the problem of. Tony's not going to – Tony has a daughter in this film. Yes. And he's not going to – Erase her. Erase her. Now, she wouldn't necessarily be erased. He could still marry Pepper. I guess they had a time it just right. But as long as they <laughs> well, conceived her at the right time, she would just – you get to see her grow up again. But, yeah, it's basically like killing her. Right. But if that's true, we got to talk because these are not the Avengers of other timelines. They are the Avengers of our timeline. Well, it's true. <laughs> because yeah. they – if this whole okay, let's just talk about time travel. It's actually not in my notes uh, until later, but we'll just talk about it right now. Okay. What do you think about time travel in this movie? Um, I thought it was kind of confusing, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I think it's set up 
solely so we can do what I just described, which uh-huh. was go back and get Roger Slattery in this. Or, right. Or um, that's his name, right? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Howard Howard Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, What's his Mad Men character? Sterling. Roger Sterling. Yeah. John Slattery. See, I knew I was doing oh, a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. Uh, and we- Because his memoir was called Sterling's Gold. Are you serious? <laughs> well, he didn't sell many of them. No, okay. <laughs> well, and then we we have uh, Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter, is in this as well. Um, yeah, everybody's in it. I know. They everybody's brought everybody back. The only person that wasn't in it, uh, Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it. Oh, you're right. Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it, and Rachel McAdams wasn't in it. So Yeah, Um. and so the, the, the th- they've, and of course they take everything with a plum. This is, you know, Tony Stark is the soul of this universe, and he yeah. has never made a, a crack or a, a quip or a wise or, or a reference that he didn't like, and so the movie itself has to do that. And so as soon as we start talking about time travel, they're like, forget Back to the Future. Back to the Future is crap. It doesn't right. doesn't apply. Right. And they say, Star Trek, Terminator. It's like, well, it's a lot of other franchises that aren't Disney. Yeah, I know, Bill and right? Ted, yeah. Bill and Ted's actually probably the closest one that I can think of. Uh-huh. So th- what we come up with is, you can change the past and it won't affect your future because it's already happened for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> the, the, the point is you can't change the past because it's already happened, happened for is what you. you mean. Right. But from to have your both ways, the, it, this isn't a I'm disappearing from a photograph or I make my dad punch his bully and I have a nicer truck when I get back to the future. Right. They're, they don't want to do that. So instead they're saying... Things happen, they have to, otherwise there's no point in us going to get the gems to stop the snap. We could right. just do the the best part of this whole mess is that we get Don Cheadle miming, garroting a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which when you think about it is like, so what do I do? Do I just like pretend I'm holding a baby and then like shoot it with an imaginary gun? Right. It's like, we can't do that. No. What if I garret it? Yes, that's the thing you say, oh, that's better. And then you see it, it's so much worse. It is so much worse. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, baby Thanos, let's just It's like in Fight Club where they have the line where Marla says like, uh, you know, I want to have your abortion or whatever. And they're like, whoa, no, 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 you can't say that. (laughs) And Fincher was like, okay, I have creative control. I will change the the line, but you have to keep whatever I come up with. Uh (laughs) These people are not, they don't go to... Vegas or Atlantic City, I guess. And they're like, fine. So then the line was, I haven't been f like that since grade school. Oh and they're gosh. like, please change it back. And he's like, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get that. And it doesn't really work. But what I get out of it, and this is kind of like the way time travel works in the uh, Marvel Universe, is that you go back and you can uh, interact with the past and you can change things. It just won't affect your timeline. When you go back to your yeah. future, you uh-huh. will return to your future Right. But so there will be some other timeline. And yeah, that doesn't make any sense, right? No, not really. Well, it might. And I'll tell you the science behind it. Uh, I'll also say the great example of this, and it's too bad that they can't quote it. They'll be able to quote it next year, is the X-Men story Days of Future Past, where Kitty Pride sends herself back in time. Uh-huh. Or in the film, she sends Logan back in time to change events. Right. When she gets, but there's a like follow-up story to that. When she gets back to her future, nothing has changed. Yeah. Um, the Sentinels are still in charge. Everything's really crappy. Yeah. But there is also now another uh, timeline at the same time where things are fine. Right. But it's not her timeline. No, and she's like, what the hell? Well, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the problem with this is, is 
if that all that's true, then who cares? Number one. Uh-huh. Uh, number two, why, why, why bring the stones back? Right. It's a Bill and Ted situation. Yeah. You go, trash can, remember a trash can, and a trash can appears. I never saw Bill go uh, put that trash can there. Right. It was actually Ted. Uh, so why do you have to even return the stones? It already happened. Why do you have to return them after you use them yeah. to snap again? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I the don't know. The ancient one explains that things get effed up, but would they? She also explains <coughs> specifically that the six stones help create the flow of time. Yeah. And if you remove one of the stones from the universe, it will screw with the right. way time works, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't Thanos do that when he destroys all six stones? I would Off think camera, so. by the way. Yeah, I know, right? So at this time, moving forward in the Marvel Universe, is the time stream, how has it, it been affected now that it is missing the stones? Does it allow for really this kind of question. time travel? Does it now prevent this kind of time travel? Will we see goofy stuff? Is this what Doctor Strange will have to deal with now that he doesn't have anything to protect anymore? Well, right. You put Doctor Strange out of a job. Yeah, I know. That was his whole job. I know. Red Skull is lining up for her unemployment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And like Cap's supposed to bring them all back at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's something yeah. that happened. Yeah. I, I want to theorize. Here's something else I want to theorize about. Actually, it's not a theory. It's just, so they came up with this. They had to come up with a justification to go back to the old movies yes. and a reason why you couldn't just kill baby Thanos. Right. Uh, Hitler style. Right. And that's... This was their explanation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it works necessarily. You get a thing where, well, we'll talk about problems later. Um, actually, no, we're talking about time travel problems now. Yeah. So Cap's going to take them all back. Where do they send him? They took 12 people I, and I, sent them to three different time periods. I know. How was he going to do that? Well, the three that are in New York, I guess that's pretty easy. So they send them to 2012 first. I guess. But can he get to other time periods? Now you go, yeah. Uh, Tony and, and uh, uh, the, the the American Star Spangled Man, I can't yeah. remember his name right now, Steve, yeah. go from 2012 to 1970. Yes. And I'm like, well, how'd they do that? There's a big machine that sends everybody back. Yeah. And when it's destroyed by um, the Thanos. ship coming out, Thanos yeah. coming out of it, yeah. they can't time travel anymore. Right. So which is it? Well, Once you're I, in the time stream, are you free to use your suit to move up, move about the cabin? You can. They only had enough particles to move back, but when they went right, to the, the 70s, they stole more PIM but particles. But the particles allow them to shrink into the quantum realm where the, all this happens. But mm -hmm. can they move freely through time periods once they're, they've been sent off by the machine with the giant mirrors and everything? Because that seemed like the thing that sends you back in time. Mm-hmm. I, once it's broken, know. they can't go in time, in, uh, back in time anymore. But apparently they can. They did their little watch things. Right, but that kind of break. Then you could just go, give me the gauntlet. Zoop. Thanks. Thanks, Ant-Man. Yeah. See you whenever you come out. I guess. See uh, what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Okay. So they worked so hard to make it seem unassailable, and there's a lot of problems. Yeah, well, yeah. But the thing are. is, is that you don't really care because you're just, uh, I guess, having fun. Yeah. You're having I a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, you buried the lead. I know it's a good reveal, I guess, when we find out that Cap has been, uh, he, you know, stayed in the past. Yeah. But uh, did, didn't you want to show us Cap meeting the Red Skull again? Apparently not. Wouldn't that be a good I know, thing to right? do? Like with a soul stone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. 
And I was actually kind of waiting. Throw like, you off the cliff. <laughs> I know. I was actually kind of waiting. Clint, like, talked about him really angrily, but didn't call him the Red Skull or didn't, you know. I thought that was a missed opportunity, too. Like, well, he could have said But what, does Clint know the Red Skull? I don't know if he does. No. But, like, if he had said something more revealing, then maybe Cap would have known who it was or something like that. I don't know. No, Yeah, but right. But Cap presumably would have found out it was the Red Skull when he took the Soul Stone back to Vormir. By returning the Soul Stone, does he free up the possibility of Natasha being resurrected? That's a really good question. Um, Like, snap snap it now. Right, right. Try try snapping now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think not. I think... I feel like it's not something you can undo. Like, we get... Also, that doesn't make a lot of sense because... The whole thing with Gamora is she's dead. She can't come back because right. her soul has been traded for the soul stone. Right. But then they just grab her out of the past. Yes. Okay. So past Gamora is around. One of these actors makes more money than the other actor. Yeah. Well, so therefore, right. they're not coming back. Exactly. But yeah. she's going to do her own movie. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that was just a big icebox moment for me. I was like, yeah, he's going to go back in the past. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. I mean, he could fly. Right. Because <laughs> he's got the hammer. Right. So, sure, he can zip around New York real fast, but now you got to go back to 1970 and then get into a heavily guarded military base. Like, right. Good luck with that. I know. All by himself. I maybe mean, he enlisted Peggy's help to do it. Maybe. Maybe he he couldn't do it if he was really old, but maybe he immediately went, went, went back to Peggy in 1945, which is... This is a problem, too. Let's get to our unanswered question segment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, he immediately goes to Peggy in 1945 mm-hmm. and is like, Peggy, it's Steve. I'm back. Um, long story. Uh, let's live together. Uh, I have three appointments that I can't miss. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Otherwise, uh, let's just uh, live our lives together. Right. Because nobody did anything with the stones. No. You know, that one was just a... Uh, well, the Tesseract, I guess, was moving around, but the other ones, yeah, no problem. But you came up with a really great question. Like, the Tesseract was in a, it was like a square stone, and to use the jewel, they had to break that. Presumably. So, how do they get that back? Because that's how it existed they in 1970. They just made a, a new fake stone or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of like off-screen fixes for this that they didn't even bother. There's a lot of like I know it's three hours and one minute. Like you got to get us home here, mm-hmm. but there were a couple things I missed. Like I wanted like Cap to say goodbye to Thor. I thought that they had had kind of a yeah. connection, yeah. especially in this film. Which did we blow through themes? I think we probably did. Oh no, we skipped them. Uh, which is that this film has continually dealt with characters having this crisis of faith, you know, and showing vulnerability, even though yeah. they are godlike heroes. Yeah. And I've even heard complaints that it's too much because in the last film we get <coughs> uh, Hulk uh, having to deal with, you know, being uh, emasculated by Thanos. And then we get Thor goes through the exact same thing in this film mm-hmm. after he kind of already went through it in the first uh, film. Yeah. You know, so we've got two films in a row where Thor is, you know, wh- he's always had this question of whether he's good enough because his he's entire worthy. thing revolves around him being quote unquote worthy. Right. And they do explore that and. It's fine. They also kind of fix it <laughs> instantly by him just like calling the hammer and going, yeah, I am worthy. Right. That was more of a plant to remind us if we'd forgotten that you have to be worthy to hold well, it. And so right. when the cap does it later, yes. we go, oh, yeah. Yes. 
But yeah, so that's um, and that's a great moment. It is a great moment, which uh, we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, also, like you know, they're they're t- constantly quoting old old films, often word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the whole thing where it's like, uh, don't do anything stupid till I get back. And it's like right. you're taking the stupid with you. Yeah, that's from uh, First <laughs> Avenger, and <laughs> sometimes it was cheesy. Like it was down to. When Thor's like, oh, well, we'll just fight for to see who the leader is, you know, uh, and the uh, other person dies. And right. then Nebula's like, that's fair. It's like, <laughs> it reminded me of when she says, you know, sounds fair. Thanks, Dad. Right. In, uh, 2014. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe half the script is recycled lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're good ones, though. So I, I'm okay with it, you yeah. know. Um, uh, we should, t- I don't even know where we're at anymore. Um, you take it. Run with it. Run with it. Um. I, uh, let's see, um, we get a rocket and a Groot reunite. Uh, barely. But barely. Yeah. It's, 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 they could have made more of a moment out of it, I think. Um, and, uh, we get a really nice moment with Tony and his dad, when his dad talks about how his wife is expecting and stuff like that, and they talk about fatherhood a little bit, and, um, and then he gives them, like, this kind of almost overly emotional hug and he's like who is this person right. <laughs> um but it was kind of a nice moment uh was that when you knew he, that he would die <laughs> i think i kind of knew he would die when he was talking about how we need to bring everybody back but we can't erase the last five years like he you know he wanted his daughter still to be born and he wanted to be around for her I think Which, nice job, Tony. Mission accomplished. I know. Um, and then, I mean, especially when he gets the jewels from Thanos and he snaps his fingers. I mean, so when he died, you knew he was gonna die. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, I mean, like we saw what happened to Hulk. So like, yeah, they spend a Tony lot of time really... reiterating that for us. Yeah. Um, and I think they, because that was a question that we had at the end of Infinity War. We see that. Something happens to Thanos, but we don't really understand what we're seeing necessarily. Right. And we establish that, you know, this is, this is bad. Like, this yeah. is, if you're going to use this power, you need to be able to wield this power. You need to be strong enough. Yeah. And yeah, and having it like F up Hulk, then immediately yes. we know, okay, that's planted in our minds. If some mere human did it. Yeah. Although, couldn't he build some kind of, his armor doesn't protect him or anything? Apparently, like apparently not. You mentioned like, well, will Hulk's arm grow back? And yeah. I, first I thought, well, of course. But now I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Maybe he'll just kind of be injured for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he seems to do pretty good with like one bad arm, but still. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> uh, talking about, you know, going back to the films and homaging them and everything. Um, when they go back. Liv to Tyler New York, didn't come back. Sorry. N- no, she didn't. But <laughs> when they when they go back to New York and he sees his former self like smashing things like he's like kind of embarrassed and they're like maybe smash some stuff and he like half-heartedly like smashes a car so, and like you know i want to support your 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 moment yeah. but can i ask why did they what was that i didn't get that maybe they were like you know act like your old self so people will think it's just there's just one of you know it won't be weird to see this green hulk thing oh, okay. walking around. it's so chaotic though i can't imagine I know. that they'd have to i'm surprised that they themselves didn't have to fight off chutari raiders because it's I just know. the whole city is being like it was pillaged basically I know. 
Okay. Well, it was a funny moment. Yeah. And we <laughs> had guess. we had the, another great moment where Cap fought his younger self. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. Before yeah. we button everything up. Yeah. I want to talk about the problems the film has before we talk about the really funny oh, okay. fun stuff. All right. Um, I wonder what kind of film this would have been if they hadn't decided to homage basically all of their other films. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to Would that. it be something totally different? Could there even be a movie? Is there enough story at all? And one thing that that, uh, that, that, that critique centers on is how flat Thanos is in this. He's very flat. You know, we kill the Thanos and talk about avenging. Like, we kill the Thanos who succeeded. I mean, at that yes. point, sure, we're mad at him. Sure, Norse vengeance works differently than being a, you know, bleeding heart liberal or like me. But at, what's the point of killing him at that point? I think Thor is just angry. Oh, sure. No, yeah, absolutely. And it's the beginning of the movie. He's, yeah. You know, we're questioning his worthiness. Ooh, he can't pick up his axe after he kills him. <laughs> um, but then he disappears. Then he comes back, but he's not even the Thanos who did that. He's a different Thanos. No. Do you know what I mean? He's a Thanos. Now, he is yeah. a terrible person. And the second he finds out he has the uh, opportunity to do what the other guy did, he will do it if we let him do it. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, it's just like it's almost like bringing in a completely different villain, which I'm glad they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't it feel like, like any kind of moral victory. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I agree with you. I do think that he is kind of flat, and I think that they could have make it, made him more well-rounded. Um, and, you know, they, they could have written him differently. What if he kills somebody? Right. Right? Uh-huh. Because he's not even the Thanos that killed... Vision, like Wanda is wasting her her vengeance. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. So what if he gets here? That was something else that surprised me. I'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing or a problem, but how few people died? Like nobody died. One uh, person from died. the good guys in the battle. Nobody. Well, Iron Man, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, we were promised, and I mean, having that promise makes a scene like thanos just unloading on the <laughs> adventures headquarters and just like flattening it right makes that have threat because we go okay here comes the body count like who, right. who didn't make it everybody I they all made it i know it's kind of dumb it was kind of dumb <laughs> okay i'm gonna keep this moving because you don't seem to want to play around so we're gonna keep going uh i thought it was i thought the joe russo thing was a problem and it wasn't the russo brothers problem it just made me realize how big of a problem this problem is. And the problem is there are no openly gay characters, main characters, heroes, heroes. in yeah. the Marvel Universe. Right. To the point where, as far as I know, a totally straight you know, director mm-hmm. is like, I'm also an actor. I'm going to be in this movie, and I'm going to specifically make sure everybody knows this character is gay. Right. Just so there's some representation. They said that's why they did it, because they didn't want to leave this right. thing, because they probably aren't going to do anymore, without their, them seeing some representation in this universe. And I'm like, dude, you're a straight white guy playing a character that doesn't matter. That's still zero representation. Like, your yeah. your effort is worthless. All you did was just shoot up a flare and just kind of let people know, which I guess was the point. But it's a glaring glaring oversight yeah yeah it is and it and i i think you're right it doesn't really uh fix the quote-unquote don't give me that valkyrie crap 
You know? No, no. She was brought in to be a love interest for Thor. She was. The fact that you cut a scene where she mentions that she dated a girl or something like that, that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Um, you let Star Trek beat you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely right. Um, I, I don't... <laughs> yeah, with the Stan Lee characterization where every, every character's got a bad leg or something wrong with them. Right. I'm amazed he didn't make like... <laughs> I mean, it would have been really... It wouldn't have worked out well. But like, <laughs> my problem is I'm gay. That's my defect that I have to work against. Oh, man. I don't think it would have been good. No, no, it wouldn't have. But, you know, with a modern retelling of it, you, right. know, you could take that, well, it's just gay. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and then, like, I don't know, like, like Bruce and Natasha, I mean, you kind of get a sense of that they used to be together, and maybe Bruce thought they could be together again or something like that. I don't know. They're not gay. But I, I know. That's what we're talking about. I know. Um, but there's no there's no character that that is gay. You're right. Um, I'm glad you brought up Natasha. Here's something that you will be able to talk about. It is the fact that many people think that Black Widow was uh, fridged. That is to say, yeah. referring to the women in refrigerators trope mm-hmm. in this film. What do you think? I, I I find it difficult to disagree with that. Um, however, I did know as soon as her and Clint showed up at Vormir, I knew she was going to be Vormir. <laughs> I knew she was going to be the one. Why did they pick Vormir? They could have picked anything. I know. <laughs> I knew that she was going to be the one to die. Um, uh, oh, that's why. I, <laughs> it's the Sean Bean planet. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's I, I, I just. I, I didn't. I knew it. Um, I didn't. You, you didn't. No, and in fact, no, because for, she's the right choice. Okay, so I read this Esquire article yeah. that went hard in the paint about how this is like the huge, hugest misstep of the film. Okay. It's, uh, it's an atrocity and it's terrible. And I'm like, it was the right. And only choice. Because mm-hmm. the other choice is Hawkeye. Yes. That's the choice that you expect. He has, in he, his grief, right. become this you know ravager. And he's like, you know, killed a lot of people. Right. And he just wants to be with his family again. He wants the pain to stop. That's the guy you who survives. Yeah. Right? Right. His story doesn't end there. That's no. too neat. That's exactly yes. what you would think that you would do. Yeah. Now, it's unfortunate that, and first of all, just to say, just to lighten this conversation up, their suicide fight was amazing. It was. <laughs> it was just like that was so That was a great moment. Yeah, and I was like I mean it was amazing in that it caused me to feel a lot of emotions. Yes. <laughs> over this little like when they fought in Civil War it was like, okay, that's kind of cute. But this is like, whoa, stakes 3000. Well, right. Here's a problem. You have to sacrifice something you love. Mhm. But th- does that include like let's say I love Clint. If Clint throws himself right. off <laughs> off a cliff, how did I sacrifice him? I just well, saw him die. Well, right. No, you're right about that. Like, should he have thrown her <coughs> off the cliff or something like that? It should be a fight to, because that's what I thought it was going to be, like a fight to, uh, and how would either of them do this? It was the easy choice. It was, I think it was too, um, it would be too brutal. It would be too nefarious to be like, okay, I've knocked Nat out. Now I'm going to have to make the choice. It's going to be a oh right. god, it's going to right. be a seven Brad Pitt choice, but I have to throw her body off the cliff. Right. Her going, "No, I'm going to I'm going to kill myself first. Right. It's not a sacrifice. 
you know, you, you are you are right about that. Yeah. Even though she unless and it's unclear and you should have made it very clear unless he is, you know, actually letting go of her once they're finally hanging up. the mm, thing. And I don't know that he actually really no. does. And I mean, I, I think you can say it was self-sacrificing of her to do that. But, but that's not if, unless she loves herself. I'm sure she and does. Then she receives the soul stone inside of the soul stone divided by zero. The universe explodes. <laughs> Um, I, I do. You mentioned something else about this, though, that is kind of troublesome. And this goes back I see a to lot of stuff. Uh, women in refrigerators uh, in in both films. We sacrifice a female character. That's, yeah. I think the Gamora one was absolutely a refrigerator thing. Yeah. Uh, I think this one is fine. It just looks a lot like that. It does. I think it has the unfortunate Prede- uh, predecessors uh, preceding uh, circumstances that we had the Gamora thing in the first one. Yes. And also the entire history of female representation in all forms of media in which they are in refrigerators mostly. Yes. But if we just took this to be, if this was Tony and Steve, they'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Only Tony can fly, so I don't know why that would be, a fall wouldn't be very dangerous. If it was Tony, no. if it was Bucky and Steve, they would have done the same thing. They would have. Bucky would have died for sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We're not going to kill Steve. Yeah. And everybody would be like, it would have been the scene that launched a thousand Tumblr memes. Yeah. But because it's a woman, we're having this conversation. And also yeah. we have the unfortunate preceding uh, circumstance of her thinking she's a monster because she ha- can't have kids. I know. She thinks she's the right choice because she has no family and no one to miss her. Whereas right. Hawkeye is fighting for a family. That ties a little too closely into that stupid, stupid thing from Age of Ultron. But other yes. than that, other than that, um, other than all those things I just said... She's like the most heroic Avenger. She yeah. basically says, the only way we're going to get out of this is if one of us dies, I will be the one to die. I know. So you can all live. I know. She's like, th- there should be a statue of her in front of the new thing, uh, Avengers building. Yeah. But it's like, let's take that away and say that she's a victim. At some point, we can victimize victimizers. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> At some point, we can push this too hard. Uh-huh. When everything... You know, when we're afraid of snakes, everything looks like a snake. Right. And there are snakes out there. Right. We need to learn the difference between a snake and a garden hose. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> Miss Esquire. Uh, I, I, I do think it is a little bit of a problem that we don't have that many female characters and like and we're sacrificing. Absolutely. <sighs> Both and of them. Th- your little you A-Force scene in yeah. the final battle does not make up for it. It was cool, but it doesn't. Yeah. That's not, you can tell that at some point they went, we better Gosh, do something. we just killed another girl from these teams that have one girl. Yeah. Uh, we should probably do something with that. Well, and I, I think it was really apparent that, you know, we killed the only girl. We come back from the, the, the time machine thing. The only woman is it's gone. A bunch of, just a bunch of guys. It's a bunch of guys. Going, no, I'm more sad on a dock. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and it really hit me. They're all guys. And, and you know, and, and I mean, you said in a lot of ways that, that Tony is kind of the soul of the team. Well, I feel like in a lot of ways, like Black Widow was kind of the soul of the team, too. Um, and uh, she was somebody who could be who that was changed by heroism. Yes. I mean, so was Tony. Yes. He sold bombs. Yes. And decided he didn't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of the self-made man. And she is somebody who specifically we don't really know Clint's backstory in the in the marvel cinematic universe in the comics he was a bad guy too for for a while right um but yeah it was like he 
saved her. But how long does that debt go? I think another reason that she threw herself off is because she felt like she she's always owed him her life because he got her out of. Right. Did we talk about this before, too? Somebody who was clearly born after the fall of the Soviet Union is I know. somehow like a, a Russian agent. I know, right? Now they're never getting it to reveal that she's... Both she and Nick Fury are old. They're yeah. taking the Infinity Formula. I know, right? Get your comics out of my movies, dude. <laughs> um, so is the brand dead now? <laughs> this is something that also that I thought on Mr. Negative walking out of the cinema. What an amazing film. And I thought, I feel like all the films have been finished now. Oh, sure. It's a fun to see a Spider-Man order some spaghetti or whatever. But like, I feel like every arc is done now. It was kind of dumb. It's kind of Jack Nicholson jokery to like kill off your big villain. But yeah. we can't live in a universe where this guy still exists, no, right? No, we can't. No matter what timeline, he's going to do this. So he's got to yeah. go. Yeah. When he goes, you've got 80,000 heroes and armies and all these people. And it's just like, well, everything's going to be great forever. Like, where can we possibly go from here? We did yeah, it. We, I know. We killed death, basically. I know. Um, I don't know that I want to say that the brand is over. I know we have the Disney Plus shows coming out. And it's we're kind of going to see where they're going to fit. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. They're going to make a lot more stuff. Yeah. But much like, let's say, when Kripke left Supernatural after season five. Yeah, I And know. immediately season six picks up and you're like, this feels different. This feels different. Well, I, I think now, it definitely will feel it'll go for another different. ten seasons. Yeah. But everybody will say that the, the magic was gone. Well, I think it'll definitely feel different. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, I This I is our last throws... episode of Just Enough Trope. No. Uh, you can <laughs> check out my Star Trek podcast. No. At... no. I'm not seeing like I can't wait for the Cassie Lang spinoff. <laughs> growing pains. Oh my gosh. It's called Growing Pains. <laughs> this she was a small child, the kind of child that draws She was. Uh uses uh, you know, paper plates that draws crayon she pictures on them. She was like them. 6 at most. Yeah. And then she comes out and she's like a WNBA star. And I, it's like, I know. Wow, wait, 5 years went by? I know. Should we it's talk about weird. 5 years? Everybody's done it already. The, the Peter Parker has to do high school yeah. all over again yeah it's a little weird and like do you think that'll get fixed by dr strange i don't know that it will he doesn't have time stone anymore so no. i don't know how he's gonna fix it exactly yeah um i don't think it will like um you know uh somehow tony and his i mean tony how somehow uh uh peter and his circle of friends all got snapped so yeah it's very unlikely like back at high school it's so, very unlikely yeah. i wonder if future, future properties will deal with this because this is something else the movie takes very little time it doesn't have any time but it takes very little time to establish how this has affected the world you see mm-hmm. that half people in the world died what's the effect well people will park their boats anywhere now which is weird like i wasn't it. sure what but that that's always been a problem with me. the mcu is that they're always trying to save the world what is the world they're trying to save we never see the world outside of our heroes. Um, Leslie Bibb in Iron Man is like the most, like having Elon Musk show up is really the only time we ever see the effects on this world. Mm-hmm. Even though they're fighting these world spanning threats, it's really, or like uh, the Wakandan embassy getting blown up or right. Hulk and Iron Man wrecking that skyscraper in. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Nigeria or whatever. Right. Otherwise, we just never, they're just screaming crowds and they don't, so we're trying to save, we got to save screaming people. Right. What What happens if half the screaming people are gone? Like, right. I guess I don't, I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know how you 
make us really care about the world other than we have to save the world. Mm -hmm. But once you accept a priori like heroism, then I guess you could just skip really drawing in the world at all. So that now you've introduced this thing where that will really affect the world. Like people have known about aliens and superheroes for a long time, but now half the people in the world, the universe, are five years younger than the other half. I know. And I'm positive it will never be dealt with again. I feel the same way. I feel like it's just going to be something we don't talk about. Well, it's too bad. It is too bad. Maybe they can take time to do that with their little their little TV shows. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe the fact that the stones are gone or whatever will cause some sort of slip in time and they'll be able to fix it or something. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I doubt we'll ever deal with it. More unanswered questions. Where's Peggy's other husband? I in, I, I think in the Winter Cap... Soldier, we learn that she was married to a man who she says Cap helped save in the yeah. Battle of the Bulge. Yep. Is that a cover for Cap, who has now been living, you know, in within the timeline of the MCU the whole time, Mm-mm. or does Cap go back to the Battle of the Bulge and is like, maybe I won't save this guy. <laughs> I don't think he like unsaves him. I also, think if maybe... you change the past. Yeah. You're in a different timeline. I, I know. So he shouldn't be even even be, be on, the, on bench. the bench. I know. See how it doesn't work? I <laughs> I think maybe he went back in time to before went before Peggy got married at all. That's what I think. Right, but yeah, different timeline. Um yeah. what else? Uh he, I, would, he wouldn't be there to see a video where she talks about getting married to a different guy if right. that had happened. Right. That's the problem. That's true. And then she like dies in uh, Iron Man screwing War. up. <laughs> yeah, of old age. Yeah, I know. It's Cap was alone on that bench. I assume that she yeah, still dies. Okay, all right. Is there an old guy at the funeral who can't <laughs> even like show people that he was? Well, I don't know. We don't really examine the crowd at the funeral. No, so we maybe don't. there was an old man there. But I guess we didn't look too close at his face. I guess. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, there is a timeline where the world is completely screwed because Loki has uh, oh, yeah. the, the Tesseract. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the Marvel Disney The Loki Plus show. show. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Gosh, I wish that the Asgardians had one of those cattle prods when they've spent the entire movie, Thor the Dark World, trying to get the Kool-Aid out of I know. <laughs> Jane Foster. I know. And a raccoon with a cattle prod just goes, boop, it's done. I know, right? Let's go. We got to go home. I know. Makes it so easy. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I guess I don't know if we're at this point yet. Are we? Are we talking about other things that we really like, or are we waiting? Let's talk about our favorite moments. Okay. Um, another favorite moment that I had was at the end when Cap is on the bench and he gives the shield to Falcon, and says, "This is yours now." Basically, making him the new Captain America. Only a Captain America can create a new Captain America. Right. Right. That's fair, right? Although it would have been funny. I pass the shield on to you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Little man. (laughs) Kept this in my ass. Uh, Speaking of asses, though, it should have been like, before you get it here, uh, turn around. It could be America's ass, I guess. (laughs) That's more like Canada's ass. Oh, my goodness. You can have the shield, I guess. (laughs) That was pretty great. The cap versus cap fight. All the cap moments in this were great. I know, right? Fighting himself. Yes. <laughs> was really great. I He's could like, do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And him like, 
once again, homaging, you know, he literally gets in an elevator with crossbones and everybody I else. No, I thought we were going to have another yep. like elevator fight for and a minute there. And then they cut that out, the legs out of it, and he's like, Hydra. I'm I like, know, okay. and I was like, oh my God. Which is a reference to him being Hydra in the comic books. But instead of like wasting all of our time with that for yes. a year, he just it's just like one little joke. Yes. And then he gets the scepter. I like the Hulk dabbing. Dabbing? Yeah. When did he do that? The, when the kids came up to him, who, by the way. Oh, that's right. Which one of the Russo's uh, kids were those? Right. But, uh, they get the autograph and then they go away. After the, <laughs> it's one of those scenes where they're like, this thing's already over 245. Okay, Paul Rudd, do a whole thing where you're mad that they won't take I your know. autograph. And then the, the kids go away and he's like, yeah, all right, Hulk dab. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's his catchphrase now. <laughs> that's so funny. Something that people won't talk about, and I think they should, because uh, uh, as I sat down and thought about this movie, I kept remembering things from the first hour because the second two hours happened. Yeah, yeah. And something that people aren't are going to forget about is uh, whacked out, emaciated Tony. Right. You know, when he they give him the Captain America treatment because he's been starving to death in this yes. thing. And yes. he's got the sunglasses on and he's in this robe and he looks like uh, like, a, like a Lou Reed yeah. <laughs> after his like uh, liver transplant. He's like, get out of here. I told you guys to do the thing. And it's just like it was clear that like Robert Downey Jr. was like, can I like, do a little acting? Right. Uh, you know, I have an Oscar. Like, right. Right. Yeah. I know. And then he collapses. And then, yeah, we have the next scene where he's in the other room with pepper and yeah uh no that was that was a good moment too um uh well and i feel like when they they do um go and see thanos at the beginning of the film like that scene like happens so quickly you know and they they kill him so fast and you know i feel like they could have gotten more info out of him um and and I think you mentioned this off the air that like him destroying the stones with the stones was kind of dumb. Um, but I guess they needed some reason to go back in time to get the stones because if he just had them still, they would have just tried to take it from it. So do you think that? Yeah. Um, do you think that this will lead to some sort of. What are we trying to say? The collector tells us a kind of brief history of the stones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're dangerous but it seems like they need to be in the universe mm-hmm. you know i mean it could be that they're just because they're a leftover of the big bang or something like that right and they control these aspects so yes you can abuse them but it kind of seems like they need to be there it's like the island in moana like it's the bad guy but if you give it the thing back it's also the good guy right and is important to the ecosystem Mm -hmm. so the fact that they have destroyed or allowed the stones to be destroyed i wonder if that will cause chaos in the galaxy and lead to hopefully some of the cosmic stories that they'll Um, tell it very well could i could see that happening yeah Yeah. because usually you take the, the the weapon or the you know whatever the panacea or the ultimate weapon is and you go we got it away from the guy great now secret it away right which is what they've done in all the other movies i guess right. so you think if you're gonna go no this time we got to get rid of it and we could make the entire series about two little guys bringing it to a mountain right right, right or you right. could just have a purple guy go oh no i threw those away I know. 
It's kind of like a letdown. I know. It it is a little bit of a letdown. I would agree with you. Uh, I liked the interplay between uh, Stark and uh, Doctor Strange. Um, They were contentious in the first film. Um, By this point, I mean, Strange doesn't even come back till the end, but, you know, we... He now he's not so flippant now. You know what I mean. He knows mm-hmm. that like he didn't take it seriously, and Strange does know what he's talking about. And, right. And I like the scene where he's like, "Okay, well, you saw how it came out, so tell me." And he's like, "I can't tell you." Right. Until that like turning point, like that moment at the end where you know he's just holding up his finger, and he's like, "Right, this is it." Right. And he's not even saying, "Now do it right now." He's just kind of going. This is it. Remember when I said that I couldn't tell you? Now I can tell I'm you. I'm kind of telling you. Right. If I know you're probably thinking about doing something. Right. Now is the time to do it. Right. Like, yeah, that was that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I was. Um, I wonder how Tony was able to get the stones off of the gauntlet. I don't know. I don't know. That that's just one of those things we'll just never know. <laughs> it's that none of that works. Um, why did Thanos have to go all the way to Nidavellir? And have the dwarves make him a gauntlet that could help him wield the stones if you can just stick them on your Iron Man hand. Good question. Right. Yeah. Just before Tony takes all the stones, Thanos rips the power stone off the glove. Yes. At great effort. Like it was like yes. they want to be on the glove. He would, I can understand they could be removed. That's fine. You could probably destroy the gauntlet. That's fine. Uh-huh. That's what they should have done. Why didn't they just destroy the gauntlet? I don't know. Because you, can you just like hold all six stones in your hand or does it have to be on a gauntlet? None of this is getting explored. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, know. yeah, he rips one off, punches Captain Marvel, puts it back on. Yeah. So they can come off. But right. this isn't the time to do like a tricky-dicky sleight of hand, look what I did thing. Right, right, right. Except it's a movie, so that's what happens. But maybe he used a laser. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I know. Somehow he got them. He He got them all really fast, too. So yeah. somehow well, it's time to. I know that it, that's time figure, for it. Figure up in the air. I know. I like the brainstorm session. Oh yeah, we're I don't remember what music was under it, but if you put some kind of like some kind of like goofy music under it, and then right. they're like they're like eating popcorn and laying on the table, they're like, what if we did this? I know, right? Mystery date. It was yeah, like a, like a sleepover or something like that. <laughs> do 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 you like the orange stone or the blue stone? <laughs> Do you like it more than a friend? <laughs> it's a BuzzFeed quiz or something like that. Yeah. Um. I think the way that the heroes came back was amazing. I mean, li- the portals, obviously. Well, but just but the Sam, subtleness like, of it. On your left. Yeah. That was great. That was great. And just before that happened, or just like having uh, Lindsay call him, call Hawkeye. Yeah. Does I he know. really carry his iPhone around when That's he fights crime? Apparently crying? he does. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh, just getting like, well, that could only be her. Right. It's just somebody who found her phone. Right. Hey, right. I found this phone. I was, uh, it was in a pile of dust. Uh, do you know oh, who owns no. it? <laughs> but no, just having like, because the, they're doing this fight. They're fighting Thanos. And the whole time I'm like, <laughs> I said what many other characters have said in these films. Where are the Avengers? Right. Like, yeah, okay, you're Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, but I'm like, you guys need help. Where are the Avengers? They need to get here. Right. Save us, Avengers. Yes, exactly. And they did. Yeah. Um, And I I really liked that moment, too, when the the three of them, like, are, like, looking at Thanos, and then they just walk out towards them. That was just a really great moment. I like the moment when 
Iron Man's knocked knocked down, and then Thor gets knocked down, and then basically it's just Cap standing there, and then the hordes, like the whole army and the ships and everything, yes. is like coming right for him. That's and, like, and you kind of see his. That's right before the everybody shows up. Yeah, and he his shield is broken, and they have that scene where it's like, this was just for us, for comic fans, I guess. I don't really understand. He's, I'm sure he's got broken bones. I'm sure he doesn't feel good, but he's like. Strap the shield on. I know. <laughs> like, it's kind of like cocking your gun or right. swinging your sword around or something. Yes. For Cap, it's like, put that shield on. Yes, exactly. Okay, you can talk about Cap uh, Mjolnir now. Um, okay, well, that was just such a great scene. Um, and I had forgotten, uh, you know, in, well, in Age of Ultron, all the Avengers try to lift Mjolnir. And I guess Cap kind of got it shaking right. a little bit. And I had forgotten that. Um, so now he now he is worthy. Now he's gone through all this other stuff. Maybe he was um, always worthy. Maybe he was. Maybe uh, Joss, somebody asked Joss Whedon about that. I think last year, and he says, um, did, "Was he? Did he? What was it like? Could he not pick it up, or did he stop picking it up? Oh, because <laughs> he didn't want to embarrass Thor. Well, I could see that." <laughs> But I mean, okay, so what Vision is barely like he's really young and he picks it up right away. Yeah, so, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have a note in my Google Keep. This isn't as uh, as impressive as I hoped it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, it I made this note on April 7th of 2018. Okay. The note is Cap won't die till he lifts Milner. Well, I think yes. That is that is very impressive. That's what I think. As far as a film packed solid with fan service moments, mm-hmm. all Avengers fans knew we'd have to get this eventually. I guess, yeah. And so I wasn't surprised, but I think I scared some people. It was I, great. I, I cheered very loudly <laughs> when that happened. Um, but I kind of expected it eventually. Mm-hmm. Here's what I didn't expect, hmm. that they would somehow manage to... 12 to so it's seven years since the first Avengers movie. They would somehow prick tease us for seven years for Avengers Assemble. I know. Any other film, a DC film, the first thing that somebody says would be Avengers Assemble or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? But yeah. somehow they managed to edge us <laughs> until for I know. seven years. And, and we have, even in, in the first Avengers film, there's that great, like, round circular shots of all of them they are literally and assembled. they are assembled yes. yet nobody says avengers assemble yeah and, and of course like, there's the literalties at the end of age of ultron but where there's like the avengers fact that we would go through so much time and years and so many films and they would save it just the the strength of will and the presence of mind and the and the, and the balls to like a long bet this thing i know up to this point where you think get it on the, i always say get it all up there don't save anything for the sequel. Right. Make your best movie. Figure out what the sequel is, you know, once you succeed. Right. They have done that in a lot of ways, but they've also known this has to go somewhere. People will build up affection. Mm-hmm. People will want to see things happen. People will need to see things happen. Yes. Like people will like, I want to see Cap get Milner. I want to hear Avengers Assemble. Right. And you're going to have to just go on this long, strange cruise with us mm-hmm. until it happens. We're not going to give it to you. No, you're I You're going to give us... $200 worth of movie tickets before we get there. I know. It's nefarious and brilliant in equal parts. I, I would agree with that. Uh, 
I think another really great part. Oh, what a with, great, what a great time to stop. Why don't you give me your next thing? One, one, one thing. <laughs> um, Mjolnir, he Cap gets Mjolnir, and then he all of a sudden like gets the axe too, which I don't know if Thor is named at this point. Stormbreaker. Uh, is it Stormbreaker? Okay, that's what it is. Stormbreaker, and then like. <laughs> Thor is right next to him. He's like, no, no, no. Give me that one. You take the little one. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. And it's great because it just, it pays off that. (laughs) The thing about Cap is like, I mean, I don't think he ever really questioned whether he was worthy or not. Right. And it's like that amount of self-confidence rarely exists in somebody so self-effacing and pure. Uh Uh-huh. But. But it does. He's it just, just works. One in a billion. I know. Yeah, but I also like the fact that it's he's an inspiration to Thor at that moment too, because Thor is both like, I knew it. I knew he was like he could do it. Like right. I knew he was that person. Right. But then he's also like, you know, all right, we we, we can do this. Like because he was about to get killed by Thanos at that point. Right. Reinvigorates him. That's a leader. That's the leader. That's yes. Cap. Okay. All right. So was it worth it? Was it worth everything we went through? I think so. Absolutely. It was definitely worth it. Um, this this film made me go through all the emotions, the entire spectrum. and uh, Right. But, I mean, divorced from emotion, do you think that it was done in the best way that it could be? I think it was because I, I don't know. It's hard know. to critique success. It, it if is. The, if the only other possibility is failure. But right. I think there is a spectrum of success. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're looking at 1.2 billion <laughs> right. on one side of the spectrum. So maybe the answer is, is just baked into that. But I guess the reason I say it is because we've talked about things that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. And if we wrote for Esquire, things that we really didn't like. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that this is the best movie that it could have been. It is still wildly successful and satisfying, mm-hmm. but I think we've pointed out how it could be better. Yeah, there are parts of it that could have been better. I think the thing that they really nailed, as I said before, was just the work they put into it. And just, you know, the even if you it's like knowing you need a joke right now Mm -hmm. and then you write a joke and it's it's like a B. It could have been funnier. It wasn't an A. Right. Some people don't even know that the joke needs to to be there. Uh Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So they definitely know they knew what they needed. They delivered a lot. I think some of it could have been better or planned a little better. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is I wouldn't give this like an A plus, which it got I, in Cinema Score. By I, the way. I think that's that's fair. But um, I would say it's like solid A, and it doesn't stand for France. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess I really enjoyed too how it played homage to a lot of the other films. I, I think that it did that well, and I think that was a strong part of the film it's at 96 percent tomatoes. oh wow it's probably the highest rated one probably don't you think yeah what's avengers do you think i bet somebody crapped on avengers i bet you're right i, I bet you could probably i bet it's somewhere in the 80s or 70s until i find all out. right um i was trying to think of something else that i wanted to talk about wow the critics liked it more than the audience is 92 oh really percent Okay. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> Please keep vamping. Um, okay. Uh, Marvel's the Avengers. You're yes. done now. Uh, all right. Uh, it is Marvel's the Avengers. The answer is yes. 
Yes. The answer is yes. I don't like their website. Oh, okay. What do I have to write? Like it's not easy the to look at Avengers or Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. That is a dumb um, title for him. It is Marvel's The Avengers. Okay. okay, guys, cart before the horse here. All right. Ninety-two percent. So anyway, this beat that. Is this better than Infinity War? I hear a lot of people saying Infinity War is better. I think I liked this film more than Infinity War. I think I did too. No, I think no, I agree with you. I liked it more. Yeah. I'm not sure that it is better. I don't know that it is necessarily either. I, I guess when I when I want to say about Infinity War, and, and this is not really the fault of the film, I think it had to be this. It was there to set everything up for this film, and and maybe that's just part of being a two part film series. You know, you you need to have all those things set up so you can knock them all down in yeah. the second one. And there's a lot of things about Infinity War that are just have been set up by. It's the last or the yeah. beginning of the last act for yeah. the whole thing. So, oh, I know another thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted oh, to talk about I'm trying to get out of here. I, I wanted to talk about Thor being like the big Lebowski. Like I thought that was really funny, uh, and um, it was not. It was unexpected. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, yep, you'd recommend it. Yes, I Me would. Me too. Uh, you should definitely see it, but you've got your work cut out for you if you don't know anything about this. Yep. I well, would agree with you. Yeah. Don't see this if you don't know anything yeah. about it. No, Or don't. do. What if you watch this and then that was like, huh, I'll go check these. Uh, that was pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> then you go back and it's like, it's Robert Downey Jr. like just on a plane or something. Right, right. <laughs> and, he, and he's getting yelled at by the Big Lebowski. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> What a long, strange road it's been. It is. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us to hear us talk forever about the Avengers film, Avengers Endgame. Hope it wasn't too long. But it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's good. I mean, what do you... What do you want? Right. I don't think we can sit and... Well, we did kind of sit and talk about how it could have been better or, or why it is the way it is. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know what it is. Right. Exactly. So we just talked about it. If you want to hear us talk about it uh, and other movies like it, you can find us on social media at Facebook and Twitter. Also, you can find us on all them podcatching softwares and platforms in the world of the intertubes like iTunes or whatever it's called now. And Apple Podcasts. You know all the places. I'm just so tired now. <laughs> Take a take a Star Trek Discovery break yep. rest. I gotta take a Marvel movies rest. Yep, I know. I gotta take a pick the wrong day to quit sniffing glue rest. <laughs> Taking all these things, and they're coming to an end. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So find us on the, all those services. Uh, subscribe to the show if you're on those services. It's the best way to get it. It comes immediately to you when mm-hmm. it is ready to go. You can give us a rating, if you will, and a review because that really does help us out yes. uh, on these services and gets us to uh, more ears and more eyes. So we'd appreciate it. And to that end, please give us five buckets of ice cream that the Hulk is just destroying. Now that <laughs> that should have been—he's got huge hands, right? I, I know. So he's holding like a Edie's bucket. But right. it should have looked like a Ben and Jerry's thing. I, I see what you're saying. And then I wondered, and I couldn't tell because we weren't watching it in IMAX, but uh, what the flavor was. Because we've established in the previous film that there are Avengers flavored ones. Oh, now. So yeah. is this a... The Hulk one? Yeah, the Hulk, Hulk of Burning Fudge. It looked green like a mint it chocolate chip It looked like a mint chocolate chip to me, yeah. chip to me too. Yeah. yeah. But the, of course, this is five years later. Right. 
do people sure. are people just too depressed to even make ice cream? <laughs> Somebody's making it. They're just clearly, parking their boats wherever, <laughs> leaving the trash out. <laughs> Judy Greer and Bobby Cannavale aren't even in this movie. No, they're not. I'm gonna put together a huge "Avenge the Absent" poster. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you don't want to be on that poster. Don't be absent. Give yes. us five stars. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some not Marvel, something else uh, to be determined uh, and announced at a later date. So join us then. Until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hanna. Keep the geek fires burning. Geek fire.